You are listening to the Pork Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our very special Real Housewives of New York reunion special part one. I am joined, as per usual, by my two favorite co-hosts. Maeve and Donna Marie. Hi, everybody. Hi. So let's get straight into it. Let's not mess about. How did we feel about part one of the reunion? Well, let's start at the start. What's the story with Uwe's rage texts? I mean, who do you think she is? Katie Maloney? What? What was going on there? She obviously watched it back and decided, well... I'm going to go on a mad one because I didn't agree with half the stuff they said. But she didn't, for a lot of, for a good couple of the episodes, she didn't articulate her feelings. So now I think she's using it as an opportunity to say what she wants without the camera watching her. She seems to be hell-bent on taking Jenna down. And with that, Andy just sidestepped the whole when she said the three of you didn't want Jenna on the show. Yeah. yeah, he said we'll come back. I, I think, did he say we'll come back to that? I no, hope they do. That something else. Because that's definitely a talking point. That's mm-hmm. got to be a talking point as to what happened there and what, what's the backstory to that particular... I was quite surprised at the dynamic, if you like. Because, I mean, okay, as a viewer, I'm like, do you know what? I'm really pleased with the reboot season. Do you know, I think I've said it before, they weren't like venomous. It's just a little bit of drama, but nothing that you can't come up, come over, you know, nothing that you can't get past and things like that. And I was kind of glad to see that because I felt that, you know, some other franchises, some other cities and the old New York, it got to a point, it's like looking at New Jersey now, they fucking hate each other. You cannot fucking stand each other. It's too toxic to even watch. Yeah, it's uncomfortable it's so to watch toxic. when people are like that. Exactly. So I was kind of like, okay, well, we had nice petty drama. Nothing that you can't overcome. Nothing that's too toxic, too venomous. You know, that kind of way. So I was a bit surprised when they were on the couch. And then I was kind of like, oh, well, this makes sense as to why Erin was in the DMs telling us not to pit her in with Sai. She ain't even fucking talking to Sai. No, no, no. And like, She's obviously run it back now and realised but hang on a second here. Soy yeah. is also backbiting me. I'm not exactly getting away from Soya's wrath here. Yeah. And then she's cozying up to me when it suits her to jump in against Jessel. Yeah. And then, like, you had, okay, Soy and Brynn haven't spoken since that night. That fucking shocked me. I was like, oh, my God, could I not get over this? But then the way Soy was kind of like, right, it's done. It's done. It's done. You know? And I'm kind of like... Hang on a minute. It's not fucking done. Clearly, it's not done. It's far from done. Yeah, Yeah. it's far from done. You're saying it's done because you want it to be done because you want the focus off you making a shite of the situation by letting the cat out of the bag in the first place. And I was a bit surprised then at Bryn kind of not not fucking like, I mean, you see her in the clip for next week where she tells uh, Uber, I'm not fucking afraid of you. You put people in the hospital. I put them in the funeral home. But we didn't see Brynn react like that with Sai. No, she just kind of hoped they could move past it and just cried. 
Yeah, it was weird I, think, to me. I think she was a little. I think she was a little bit more hurt by Sai and what Sai did rather than annoyed. I think it hurt her because she thought she genuinely thought they had a closeness there because they have, uh, you know, a bit of a shared history with regards to, you know, their upbringing and stuff like that, stuff yeah. that they can relate to. Even if Sai is not coming out with it, she felt she could probably relate better to Sai than maybe some of the others who were grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth. However, then Sai more or less betrayed her. And hung her out to dry. And she was probably quite hurt by that. Like, I mean, look, let's face it. We've said it here. We know Bryn is a bit of a broken character. The big smiley face doesn't go, doesn't cut much deeper than the skin. At the end of the day, she's very broken underneath. She's a very emotional person. And, you know, when she puts her trust in someone and they break it, it's probably going to hurt her quite hard. Yeah, this is just in a long line of people that have done this story. Well, I know we still have one more episode to go, but watching the first episode, I mean, in my head, I was like, right, if we can get to the reunion and Sai can take accountability and, you know, show some form of remorse, then we can happily move on and next season she'll get a clean slate. But I just didn't get that out of that episode. I mean, she took accountability, but it was fucking zero remorse there. And I can't, unless we see a different, a different side next week in the reunion, I don't know if I want her back for a second season. I really don't, because I honestly, out of every single one of those girls, I believe that out of all of them, Sai has the ability and probably is a toxic fucking bitch. A hundred percent. She's the one that brings everything down. She's the one that will end the whole lot, the whole shebang, because everybody will get to the point where they're, I'm not fucking working more. I don't want to be nasty. around her. I don't want to deal with her. She's just a nasty ass bitch. Yeah. And I do think that that's the way it's going to go. Like the, the allies she did have, she's alienated them now at this stage. But We're I feel like she doesn't, either she doesn't care or she doesn't realize that because the way she's sitting on the couch, if that was me, I'd be sitting there with me fucking tail between me legs saying, oh, God, I fucked up. I need to mend some serious fences here today. Like, but she just doesn't give a flying fuck. No, and she even tried to use what Aaron said on that podcast as a way to kind of get out of it all. Well, mm. you said this on a podcast, so I'm, I'm excused for all that I said and did. Yeah, she's always looking for she's looking for back doors yeah. constantly. Yeah. Like she tried to say to Bryn, um, I don't even know what you do. And Bryn was like, um, I fucking signed a contract for you for such and such back in, you know, I did that for you. And she was like, That was back in 2017. Well, like, I mean, how much can the girl's job have changed that much since then? Yeah. Or it's like the thing with Uber where, you know, um, in, where her husband had said something to Uber, like, it's not her job to apologise for her husband. I get that. But instead of saying, do you know what? Like, he just didn't think or whatever, you know, when she's old enough to know that there are some fucking subjects you just don't talk about with women these days. I mean, it's 2023. Stop fucking asking women when they're going to have kids. Stop asking women are they going to have another one. You know, there are some, stop asking women why they're fucking single when they're in their 30s. Just stop with all that shit. Yeah. And so I should know that. 
So I'm not saying she should have apologized for her husband, but she probably should have said, look, you know, I kind of said it to him and, you know, he didn't come from a harmful place, harmful place or aunt like that. Instead, she just went in on the fact that Aaron was the one who brought it up. So Aaron caused the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they accused Aaron of being, uh, you know, of gaslighting people. But Sai does it too. Oh my God, she does it. She really does. She like, don't be wrong. I does. feel like Erin is a bit of a shit store. She likes to store the pot. The same way Bryn loves storing that pot. You know but Bryn I mean? admits I it. Bryn openly admits that she stores yeah. the pot. She will say, I, I'm storing a bit here now, but who cares? Whereas I feel like Sai is just flat out two faced. She is two faced. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even the apologies that she did make were so hollow. There was nothing mm. behind them. They were mm. like the way somebody apologizes. Like a, you know the way when you force a child to apologize to somebody yeah. else for something they've done? Yeah. And they've gone, I'm sorry. And you just know they meant none yeah. of it. It was literally I'm just saying, to get out of you baiting head off them when you get home. Yeah. It's like I'm saying, she's saying sorry just to shut them up. She's yeah. not saying sorry because she is, is sorry or because she even sees that she's done that wrong. She's just saying it to just shut the fuck up. Like, like I'm not sure the girl even has tear ducts. I, I, I think they've been sealed in by some sort of fucking plastic surgery mishap or something. No, like there's that. nothing wrong with not crying all the time. No, you don't have to cry all the time, but she shows that she shows no emotion. She's like fucking, she makes Elsa look like. Something off a Will Smith fucking summertime video. She it, reminds me of me in my twenties. Fucking frosty the snow bitch. No, you listen, you weren't even as frosty as that bitch. Like, <laughs> I mean, this thing is the ice queen. Like, I mean, she's making she's turning James McAvoy to ice here. That's how frosty this bitch is. Well, we got an L clip of our crying next week, so we'll see what makes her cry. Crocodile tears. Yeah. Yeah, Crocodile tears. I'm like, hopefully she's crying because she's sorry. But then I saw the clip and it seems to be related to our childhood. And look, don't get me wrong. I feel for her, like, you know, she's clearly had a hard, difficult time with her parents. But so is fucking everybody else. Well, did you not? Well, maybe you didn't quite catch what what she was saying in that moment about the clip. She was talking about... um, the mother was obviously living with her and the husband and the husband said enough is enough because she was being drunk around the kids and she fucked the mother out and three months later the mother was brown bread. So the guilts were eating her up. Yeah, but that's why you need to go to counselling. You need to do work on yourself because you cannot carry that around and then blame your attitude for everything on that. It doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. Well, it's as the old saying goes, horse people hurt people, you know? So... Maybe that's where she's at in life. She's incredibly hurt and she's projecting. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, come on now. These she and this that carry gets on. me. It's like, you know the way it's like horse people, horse people, and you lash out at the people you're closest to. They're not close. No. Like, no. These women They're far are not from close. close. You know, if I was like if I was in a job and my colleagues, one of my colleagues thought it was okay to treat treat me like that, she'd be fucking lifted out of it. Lift it out of it, like, and put through a wall. Whereas if one of you did it to me, you get away with it a little bit more because I'm closer to you. So you can get a little bit away with it, you know? Not so much. Uh, a fucking little bit is all we get away with. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You'd, like, yeah. you'd be more... You'd, 
you you take more off of people you're closest to, people you love. They're not. They're fucking colleagues. So no, if she treated me like shit in front of everyone, I'd push her a fucking wall. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. What do we think? And I I definitely think that Aaron was watching. That Jessel is right. Aaron was watching the show with some, definitely with rose-coloured glasses on. 100%. 100%. Like, they came for whole marriage. Fucking end of. You should have just ate the shit and apologised. Yeah. Like, there was more clips there. There was more clips that could have been shown where they actually did fucking say, yeah, he's, he's cheating. Or he's going off to find himself a little Vietnamese girl or whatever. Like, they're 100% I actually, was. I actually get a little bit of enjoyment, like, seeing that, you know, Cy and Aaron went in there with a game plan and it just backfired. Because they're not very good at playing games. I, well, I get so much enjoyment out of that because they just judged Jessel. They judged her from day one and they thought that they could use her as... I don't know, the village idiot or whatever, but the way the public have taken to Jessel is just, I just find it hilarious. And yeah. to see Erin backtrack, she just backpedals. But that's one thing you find with the public. They don't like bullies. No. People do not like bullies. People don't mind a character who can shut a person down as long as they're fun and they bring a lot to the table as a character and it's just... You know, maybe like somebody like Luan or Sonia just putting somebody in their place. And it's funny because they're, you know, a big, vibrant character. But when it's just a pair of old bitches bullying somebody else, that doesn't wash. You don't you have, have the remember, personality to pull that off. You have to remember that the majority of Real Housewife fans are fucking housewives. Yeah. yeah. We're at home with our fucking kids and... We live off the housewives because we thrive on the fucking drama on the telly that we don't really want in our own lives. So, of course, Jessel is going to be more relatable to the audience than the likes of Cy. I mean, yeah. there's far like, more Jessels than there is Not to put our career down and all that, you know, like we're all on Instagram and all that. But she's in our what 40s maybe her 30s is she 30s like because i know that they're younger this season so she's in her 30s there are not many women in their late 30s with children that are fucking influencers no 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 she's kicking on to be an yeah She's kicking on to be an influencer. And not that i pay a whole pile of attention but i don't necessarily think she's targeting her own age demographic from what I've seen. She's not targeting the regular, a regular woman of her age. Like, like, let's be honest. I ain't showing up to the school gate in the mornings with me fucking hair slicked back and a full face on and me big hoop earrings. I'm rocking up barely dressed. Nine times in the winter months, my fucking pajama top is under my coat and scarf. I'm going to be honest with you. 100%. But, Back yeah, back to the days when Donna Marie actually used to get done up to go to the school because she thought the elements were judging her, but those days have gone. <laughs> <laughs> now I give zero fucks, zero. <laughs> but yeah, look, to me, Jessel is more relatable. You know, she's just a ma who's 
doing our best. Yeah, and even Jessie said it herself. She was like, what she's shown on the telly happens in all people's marriages when they have kids. True story. Yeah, I loved the fact that she's when Andy asked her about did she regret saying it, and she went, no, that's where I was in my life at the time. And that just shows up the others, the errands and the size for being completely fake because they showed no side of themselves, nothing. And the bit, my biggest pet peeve of this whole season, and it's only come in in the last couple of episodes and now in the reunion of this business. Oh, oh, that was on camera. That was off camera. That was on camera. That was off camera. Hang on a fucking second here. If it happens off camera, you don't get to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's not part of the show. It's not part of your of, of what's happening because nobody knows the truth because the cameras weren't rolling. But this is just typical of them, you know, needing a storyline, <coughs> securing another season. You've got one chance to make an impression, whether it's good or bad. It doesn't fucking matter. You just need to make the impression. To secure yourself another season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I mean, look, I think if we were if we were to if we were to do a quick snapshot, we'd probably recast them all and give them all one more season. I don't think there's anyone that you'd say after season one, right? Just knock her on the head. She's bringing nothing to the table because they're all bringing something, in my opinion. Jenna, I feel like she could go to a friend of the cast and find somebody else. Rather than take her apple off or like, yeah, yeah, yeah really, but she's all come back. And I like Jenna, I just think yeah. she, you know, when you're in a room and there's like really loud voices. Now, I can't relate because I'm always the loud voice. We know the quiet one will just sit back and it takes them a minute, you know, like I just feel like Jenna. Like like I mean, let's 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 be honest. Maeve is very much. You're very much like that. It's in new company, you yeah. would be a little bit on the quieter side till you get used to people. Yeah, yeah. And then you're you're you just so happen to be stuck with me and Peter, who are always the two loudest cunts in the room. Like yeah. always, yeah. the loudest fuckers in the room. Like, yeah. and our listeners, our, our listeners who probably have never gathered that from the thirty odd <laughs> episodes of the podcast we've put out there today. <laughs> But I feel like that's what Jenny is. I just feel like she's the quiet one. Give her a chance. Give her another season or two to come out of her shell. It can't be easy trying to fucking put your point across when you've got fucking sighs screaming every episode. That's true. And one thing we have to remember as well, while Jenna Lyons as a name means very little to the three of us outside of Real Housewives, Jenna Lyons is a big deal in New York. She's Jenna fucking yeah. Lyons. She's Jenna fucking Lyons. She is a big name in New York social circles, the fashion industry. That carries a lot of weight for the show and the show's demographics. Because at the end of the day, there are a lot of fans in New York. Like, I even looking at our own numbers, I can tell you one of the biggest cities that listen to our show is people from New York. So do you think... I don't think Jenna she'll come back. They put Jenna on the show... To get the viewings? I think Jenna was, I think Jenna was a little bit of star pull without being a star. 
Yeah. I think they could get away with sticking her in. She drew in then the New York crowd. And then, but it ma- it was masked for the rest of us because they would quickly realize that Jenna Lyons, probably outside of New York even, is not really somebody people know. But it does bring in ex- a-, a certain audience. That, that's just my opinion. That could be totally off the wall. But she is... In a, a, she was a former celebrity before the show. She was well known, as she admitted herself. Like I mean, her she was outed in a magazine. So like you know, they're not just out randomers in magazines. Yeah, look, they do bring in housewives, you know, with a career already formed. Like look at Candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, she's a singer songwriter. She was in a band. She had a load of shit behind her before Housewives. But I just, I for that reason, I don't think Janet will be back. I think Janet will be like, no, no, I worked so hard to make a name for myself and I'm fucked if I'm going down in history as a housewife. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like, I mean, she said she doesn't want that to be her defining moment. Um, unfortunately for her, for most of the world, it is going to be her defining moment, but it doesn't have to be in. New York circles. That's but and that's really what she cares about. Well, for the Bravo world, I mean. Oh yeah, listen, she, like the Bravo world. So she will be if she leaves now. She'll just be Jenna fucking Lyons. One hit, one season wonder. We're so engrossed in Bravo, but like, I am curious to know, like, you know, in America, like Bravo is obviously bigger in America, and but like, there's in Ireland, it's not. It's rare you find someone in Ireland who knows what bravo is and what Listen, the yeah. we, we we can count on i'd say probably one hand the number of fans that are real big bravo fans that interact with certainly that interact with us um through yeah, right. instagram yeah. and stuff and we have like conversations with them in the dms about the shows and stuff like that uh, there's not many and like we've had, like the, these ladies have reached out to us and said, "Oh my God, it's great to to hear an Irish perspective on the shows because yeah. it's just not that big over here because it's not on normal TV. Like you got to go looking for it. It's you got to have hey you. So it is now. Like I saw the other day. Like uh, you can watch Housewives on ITV. You can watch like yeah, but um, what season are they on though? Oh yeah, they're all well. Yeah, they'd be older seasons, but not too bad anymore. ITV are a little bit up there. But you could like you've got season one of Blood X Sailing on Netflix. Like you mean <laughs> yeah. like fuck's sake, would you put season two on? You might get a few followers. But like that's what I mean. This shite. stuff it even looks dated. Like we've gone back and watched old seasons of Below Deck in the last probably two years. And the early stuff, like Below Deck, the main series. It's fucking 10 years old. Like, I mean, there's yeah. been 10 years. That's 2013. A lot has gone down since then. Yeah, like, and the even, world has changed. And even on TikTok, the older seasons of Below Deck, if you're, like, putting up little clips, they don't do as well as, like, I started on Below Deck Med last season, and the views went up, the followers went up. But I think I spent a month... Longer doing the below deck. I spent months doing months. normal below deck. And one or two followers at a time, not even, there was no... Yeah, because it, it is what it is. It looks dated. Yeah. It looks dated. And if that's what's being shown, and that's people's first, 
foray into it, they're probably not going to hold on because they're just going to go, this like, this is an ancient show. This is something you watch at like four in the morning when you can't sleep. Ten-year-old episodes of Border Control and, you know, you know, <laughs> uh, Road Wars. Did you feel old when you, someone says to you, like, a program's ten years old or something like that? Like, Here, listen, I, I'm like you, pal. I'm still the person that thinks 20 years ago was 1993. Do you know what I mean? It's like... 100%. That's someone just says where, to me, when someone says to me 30 years ago, I genuinely think of the 70s. I'm like, oh, in the 70s. Sir. Oh, yeah. I, th- I I would think, like, yeah, early 80s, 70s when I was born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're stuck in a fucking time war, pal. That's our problem. <laughs> but, and then I'm like, I'm on, like, you're going on to, I, I was talking to you the other day about the blacklist, and I was like, that's 10 years, 10 years we're watching that now. And yeah. I, when you say it like that, or 20 years of watching, like, Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, I've been watching that shit since day one. Like, Yeah, I was able to pinpoint the point in my life when I saw the trailer for The Blacklist because I happened to be in the States and this was the big new show coming for the fall and I happened to be in the States around the same time as the fall season. You know, everything was getting kicked off with advertising. I was like, oh my God, this looks fucking deadly. I love James Spader. This is going to be cracking. And 10 years later, I'm sitting here going, please, just, I love the show, but just end it now. You know, I'm done. I'm tired. It's like a, it's like a bad marriage. You know, you just can't, you can't get out of it. You just want it to end. I've been watching Home and Away since it first came on. Now, I don't know if any of the American listeners will know that, but the UK and the Irish ones will. Home and Away since it first aired, the very first episode. And Here, still, listen, Al Stewart didn't need Viagra when we first started watching it. <laughs> but I just think that's mad. I Like, I remember watching the very first episode of Home and Away. And here I am now. God knows how many years later. Still watching Home and Away religiously. Yeah, and the same with neighbors. Like, look, look at little Billy Kennedy. Little Billy no. Kennedy grew up and became a firefighter no. in Chicago. Like, yeah, you see, you're not a neighbors fan because neighbors got fucked off air there for a while and it came back about two weeks ago. It came back on the telly. And it's like two years later, and Toadie is fucking marrying Therese, Therese, Teresa Therese. Yeah, I gave up on neighbors the day that car went off the cliff with the blonde hair hanging out the window and fucking <laughs> D was gone. And then they rolled her back years later, not remembering a fucking thing. No, sorry, no, not doing it. doing that. Remember Bobby Ewing, Dorothy Dan, stop. They're all fucking hiding. Yeah. Anyway, let's we've we we've developed this habit yeah. of just going off on wild tangents <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> That's how we get for us just sitting here with cups of tea, just y- yakking away. But yeah. um, yeah. So I don't know. Like we'll see now what happens next week. I enjoyed seeing. I don't know. Jenna stood out for me in that episode. I kind of felt sorry for her, and I agree that somebody can be in walk and be a fucking powerhouse and be a completely different person outside of it. What's yeah. wrong with that? Nothing wrong right. with that. I think you actually need to do that. You need you to do. separate your work person from yeah. your home person. 100%. Like, I do not think there is a problem with you being a particular way in work and a completely different way outside of it. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, I think if you can do that, 
I think the Jenna that we're seeing is probably a more authentic version of herself. It's the version of herself she wants to be all the time, but in work she has to be a kick-ass yeah. powerhouse because and it's that's as, the nature of the business. But as Bryn said, she was the most fucking vulnerable out of everybody. Not one of them showed their bleeding gums, their teeth, the fact that they had no eyelashes, hair yeah. problems. Like She was so real and relatable. I just, I don't know what Uba's problem is. And I fucking love Uba. So I'm like, I hope we get to the bottom of that. I hope we have this moment next week where Uba's like, well, you annoyed me because you said this or you did this. And then they can overcome it because I like Jenna. I wonder, is it because what Jenna said in the clip being like, Uba was, now I don't know if she used the word aggressive, but was aggressive when she came to my house and I didn't tell her we were filming. So she wasn't in full glam. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But who the hell knows? Like, I mean, yeah. because Jenna likes it. Like, Uber was the only one. Was it, was it Uber was the only one who got the message for the fucking, with the khaki night and showed up, like, as she should? Yeah. Everybody else just sort of swerved it. But then in the Hamptons, they all found khaki. Yeah. Yeah. They all somehow found khaki. Which, like, let's face it, khaki's still quite on the go. Like, I mean, khaki's around for another little bit. Yay. I'm <laughs> going to see what they do now. Like, so we've got, they should, they should have been filming now, but they're not. So what do we do here? Do we have a little pause? Do they pick up after BravoCon? Do they pick up after Christmas? Are what's they still trying happen? to decide what's happening? Are they still unsure who to bring back? Maybe they yeah, want to see how BravoCon goes and I what thought... kind of reaction they get to the panels. That's true. Maybe. I saw a team the other day where someone reckoned they were going to bring maybe three or four of them back and then bring in a couple of the old. Oh, no. Like well, that's... Luan, that... Dorinda. I fucking hope not. No, because that's just going to be, number one, you're going to be mixing a set of women who are way older than the women you've got now. Like, I mean, this is, there's going to be a total clash there. And a bit more unhinged. And a bit more unhinged. They're completely different types of people. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Now, I just like to see them maybe bring in one or two friends of next season, but just keep it as it is. I enjoyed it. Yeah, like yeah, no, yeah. overall it was really good. Yeah, start introducing you can't the compare. You can't compare like ratings to the old. I you know, series has gone by. Like, give them a chance. It usually takes a program one or two seasons to get up off the ground. Yes. Yeah. So, this is a brand new show. Despite the fact that it's season 14 of Real Housewives of New York, this is a brand new show and has to be treated as such. And I think that's the way Bravo will look at it. Because you have to. You can't view it as being the same as what's gone before. Because it's not. And then I get annoyed with, like, sometimes the fans are like, get rid, get rid, get rid. And I'm like, it's like the Real Housewives of Orange County has just ended. And they brought Tamara back. And then everyone's running amok now saying they want her gone. She fucking... Came back and did what they wanted her to do. She upended the place. She yeah. ran amok. She caused nothing but trouble. That's what everybody wanted. They were complaining the year, season before because it was boring. 
now she's come back and she's literally upended the place because yes. border and everyone's like get rid of her i'm like no don't if there's one thing if there's one thing i've learned in all my years of working and dealing with people in various forms people don't know what the fuck they want no we don't that's true they don't I know what they want they think they want something they get it they don't want it they don't get it it's what they want people are basically children who have just never grown up and that's everybody yeah we're never happy no no never happy but i think that about sums it up for part one of the reunion and um, we will be back obviously with part two next week after it airs and tune in tomorrow night we will be releasing our regular weekly episode where we will Talk about this week's episode of Below Deck and Winter House is back. I am fucking dying for Winter House. I seen a poll the other day, right? I think it was Queen's Bravo put it up. And it was like, are you looking forward to the Below Deck crew joining Winter House? And like the vote was like 49% said yeah and 51% said no. I'm like, what the fuck? What is wrong with people? Now, I wonder, is it because they're like, they don't know how the dynamic of... No, this is clearly people that have never watched Below Deck voting. I'm like, there are so many Bravo people out there that have not watched Below Deck. Yeah. That don't get it. They don't see the point of it. So unless you are a fan of Below Deck, then don't fucking vote on them stupid polls. When I see them polls and it's about a show or people I don't know, I don't vote on them. My favorite, do you know what? My, do you know what I can't wait for? Do you know what the thing I am most looking forward to about Winterhouse coming back Alex. is Alex. being able to tag Alex and shit again? Yes, I miss that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I miss I, our little to and fro's in the DMs when he, you know, calls us out for saying something and we have a little laugh about it. But yeah, and love I love Alex Katie as well. I love Katie as well, and she's always very supportive of our social media page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like her. And then so, one of um, my one of my all time, all time favorite below deck characters making her fleeting appearance or whatever, oh however Riley. long she's there for. Can't wait to see fucking Riley. Love her, love Riley. Oh, yeah, like I am down for it. I feel here. Like what about if you put Riley in as game. a real housewife in New York? That would upset the apple cart. She'd run amok. No, no, she can't be in New York. Like you can just tell by her social media. I'd say New York would stifle her. No, like I am so ready for Winterhouse. I love what they've done. I just love it. They're like, Do you know what? We'll just get this house for a couple of weeks and we'll just fucking run amok. Old yeah. faces, new faces, have people pop in for a couple of days here and there and just see what happens. Yeah. I can't wait. I just can't wait. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, Tune in, catch us tomorrow night for our take on the first episode and this week's Below Deck. So, not too long to go, so we'll talk to you all then. Take care, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.